0: what is up everybody welcome back to the skate church movement podcast i'm your host derek shadow and with me in our florida studio brandon baker yo we are out here right now and it's funny it is florida but it is like 58 degrees outside and i am not stoked on that at all
1: right look at us we're both boys who just came from environments filled with snow and now we're all bundled up here
0: and in- uh, just afraid of the wind. Dude, it's crazy. Just just the just hearing the wind just makes me cold. And I was telling my, <laughs> my parents there uh last night, I was like, Yeah, it was like fifty-eight degrees outside. They're like, You think it's cold down there? We got like a foot of snow going on, two feet of snow in the northeast. So I was like, Oh, touche. <laughs> but what I am stoked about is today we're on lesson number five right here in the skate church movement devotional plan. And um, yeah, for those of you who have not checked it out yet skatechurchmovement.com you can find 52 weeks of devos written by 52 different individuals out there in the skate world um just a whole bunch of different topics here you can use them for for yourself for your own personal growth you can use them and read them to your skaters at, and do bible studies at your local parks or can, again read it interpret it how you will and um yeah ad- adapt it and learn how to teach teach this lesson in your, in your own way just be fun be creative um share your own personal stories in there just like uh tj harris did in this in this devo and if you haven't checked him out on instagram check him out tj harris dude that guy shreds really hard but he's the one who wrote this devo that you can find on our website yeah i'm really excited to start this one off so uh brandon you want to kick us off with uh how do we trust the bible lesson number five
1: yeah sure okay so so yesterday i shared our park but i didn't have you there because you i was l- sick you <laughs> had a little tummy ache we we started off by talking about um, just recently, uh, Nyjah announced that he was no longer with Element. Saw that crazy. crazy. But we also talked about how this Sunday he announced that he is now on Plan B. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He announced that he's on Plan B.
0: Dude, I predicted that.
1: You did? Oh yeah,
0: well, I, I'm 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 camp Plan B. People are in either camp primitive or camp. I'm a, he's going to create his own thing. But I'm camp Plan B. Well,
1: okay. I am. I'm so sorry to tell you then that I am definitely lying to you right now uh, and this was not announced and half, <laughs> half of the crowd at, at the skate park was like wait what are you serious and the other half was like i knew it i knew it i said plan b and people were all but it like, didn't actually happen no did not actually happen
0: dude i trusted you <laughs> i know
1: and exactly and that's the whole point with the whole with this whole topic of can the bible be trusted ah I is, see what, that's where I, I was going in i, just, I see what you're doing yep, now yep i, I Talk to the skaters i reeled them in and then i broke all of their hearts
0: <laughs> and broke their trust too
1: <laughs> yep exactly um but all of that to say is that this is something that is common a lot of us we don't believe in a lot of things that are around us because so many people have manipulated our trust given us things that we didn't understand and then from that have really really hurt us and so one of those things is is like faith christianity the bible a lot of people don't trust it today because it almost feels illogical to put your complete faith uh, put your complete trust into something that was written so long ago, and to have ideas that involve faith, the belief in something that you can't really see, and then just to expect it to happen. Kind of illogical whenever you think about it surface level. So it makes people scared to go into it with more depth. And it hurts me to say that years and years ago in the Dark Ages, there was a section of the Christian church that was doing this to people. They called it the Dark Ages because a lot of people were illiterate at the time. They couldn't read, they weren't educated because only the... The government, the rich and wealthy, and the religious were those who were educated, properly educated, going through different various types of schooling. So a lot of the people got their information from the church. And this church, this particular church, used it in a way to really scare people into believing in Christ and believing into the good word. I'm putting air quotes around it, and I know you guys can't see that. But Derek, for example, whenever I say the devil, what do you think of?
0: Back in the day, little red costume guy with a tail and a pitchfork in a Looney Tunes cartoon.
1: Yes, yes, that's the that's a very common thing. People think of the red skin, furry butt, hooved feet, pokey horns, and the pitchfork, but that's not really said anywhere in the Bible. Hmm. But people believed it because at the time. They were trying to think of what's the best way to captivate our audience. So they made these pageant wagons where they would where they would have him up there dressed in this very scary red look to make him look horrifying to scare people into believing in everything the church said or else they would be dragged down to hell by this awful beast. And that kind of has had its way going throughout the years in some areas where people were not sure what to trust. Like, I'm a Christian and I fully think that I would hope that people would trust me in what I say. But then we have people like that who make it hard for us to believe. So there's a lot of areas where you can't truly put your full trust in it unless you've experienced it yourself. You hear from people and they might distort it like they did, or you might hear from someone else and you're just unsure because you won't know until you've experienced it yourself firsthand, put it into practice and seen the reality that could come from it. And so you said that you, uh, even though you were sick, that you wanted to take some time, spend it in the Devo and that you had some things that would, come up with this the idea of of taking something and experiencing it firsthand to understand the validity and trust in the bible
0: oh yeah yeah for sure there's one one common thing that we can understand as skaters too is like having a go-to trick you can know you can go in a game of skate do one certain trick that you're like i'm never gonna fall on this trick i'm gonna get right. it every single time like brandon what's your go-to trick in a game of skate
1: oh the one that i like to pull out of nowhere that i got on lock front big spin
0: Man, he oh! I almost matched that the other day. I never tried one in my entire life, but I almost got it. But I was so impressed. I was like, "Dude, was that him. looked way too easy for you." And probably because you've practiced it a bunch of times, that's yeah. why it's your go-to trick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's so, like, I, I love just doing fakie flips. Like a fakie flip just pops just right, catches to my back foot just right, and you just land, roll away. It, the, our, the go-to tricks are only that easy for us because we've done them over and over and over to the point where we can trust them. We trust it because we have put the tricks into practice. And then we to have to um, do them in a game of escape. They can help lead us to victory. Right. In the same way, that's how it is reading the Bible. It's like when you finally crack it open, when you finally start reading things, put it into practice. Like don't let it go in one ear, out the other, or... In one eyeball, out the other, because it's reading and not hearing. Either way, it's the it's just like when you read it, dude. Put it into practice. Like, why wouldn't you? Because this we we say the word of God is is life changing. It's transformative and all that good stuff. I want to go back to this verse here in Second Timothy verse. Yeah, see, Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen. It starts off saying, "All Scripture is inspired by God." Now, I'm going to pause right there. So all scripture is inspired by God. Therefore, dude, God wrote this thing and God is trustworthy. In him, there is no deceit. Therefore, we should be able to trust him. In Psalm 135, it even says that he's trustworthy in everything that he says and faithful in everything that he does. So I want to give a quick little illustration here um, that I heard my pastor um, down the street. He said the other day, he said, if just out of the over 300 something prophecies that are made about Jesus in the Old Testament, things are written Like, you know, a couple thousand years before Christ came, there's over 300 of them. The probability of just eight of them coming true is just as if, Brandon, if I blindfolded you and I pushed you over to the state of Texas Mm. and we covered the whole state of Texas two feet deep in silver dollars. So one of them silver dollars is colored red, Uh but you don't know where it's at. It could be anywhere within two feet deep where the silver dollar uh, coins in the state of Texas the entire state and I blindfold you push you into the state and I say Brandon on your first try I need you to bend down pick up that coin and find it on your first go he yeah, had no way <laughs> that's not happening that's the probably just eight of those things coming true and then you look at how many have actually come come true dude the list goes on and on and on with how Jesus fulfilled all these prophecies written about him like, all these years before he came, like, well before he came. And it's like, dude, it's insane. So, the fact that the Old Testament is speaking life and breathing this life into the New Testament and kind of just coinciding with one another, and oh my gosh. Like, when I, when I see that, of just how, like, just insane it is for them to be fulfilled, that's something I can trust in. When I see, like, dang, dude, like, I I, I believe that because it's just too crazy, man. The odds are just out of, out of this world, literally. Um, So... All that to say, there was a time I hinted about last week where I said, I traveled around the world for a year in a backpack with just my Bible, and I said, Lord, I'm going to read this every day. I want you to challenge me and help me put whatever you say into practice, and every time that I read stuff like God saying, you know, you'll lay hands on the sick and see him made well, I'm like, all right, Lord, you said this in your word. Like, I'm going to trust you because you don't lie, and he never, like, he won't tell us to do something if it's not possible, again, because God can't lie, Mm -hmm. and so I like stuff like that, or you know, forgive those who have wronged you or whatever else it may have been. But every day I'm reading stuff and I'm like, all right, if God says it, like, let's just go and do it. So I did. And I remember it was when I went to Africa, that was when God kept saying, dude, be expectant. And when I started reading stuff, it's the first one really put it into practice. And when I finally did, guys, I was seeing. Miracles before my eyes. I was seeing things that I still to this day cannot explain whatsoever. That was the start of me putting things into practice. And just like just like when you work out, like you get, you're getting you're getting muscles because of how much weight you're lifting or whatever else you're doing. You're training your body to be used to you know these new things and get stronger. The same thing is when we apply our what we're learning in the Bible um, in our lives, we get stronger in our faith. Like we can be, we begin to, it's just normal to see things happen. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a little bit of time. I've been working out this little faith muscle, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, I went to a skate park in Paducah, Kentucky. I was just doing a, a little, the. yeah, Paducah. I was on a little road trip around America and I wound up there and I had, I had some time off. Like we we're going to go speak at a, at a church, uh, later in the evening. But I was like, I just want to go to the skate park by myself. Just, you know, skate and have a little, have a little good time. And when I was there, I met a little, uh, a young kid named Chris and Chris is probably like 16 years old. And I'm just skating my my own business. Eventually, Chris and I start skating together. And while we're doing this, he's trying the same trick over and over and over and just thrashing his wrist. I'm like, dude, this kid is destroying himself on this kickflip. We're skating probably together for about like two hours or so. And I'm about to leave to go to the, the speaking engagement at this church. Before I leave, like over and over, Chris kept complaining, like, dude, my wrist is so messed up. Oh, my wrist. Oh, like, my like, dude, get over it. Like, it's what I'm thinking to <laughs> my flesh at first is like, dude, just stop complaining, man. But then Jesus, like in your Holy Spirit and Simon's just like, dude, like pray for him. Like he keeps saying about he's in, he's in pain. Like, dude, just pray for the kid. And again, that's what scripture says to do. It's like, if you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it, it's sin for you. You know, when you see, you know, the sick, like dude, just pray for them. Like pray at all times, pray without ceasing, like all these things. It's like, dude, why would we not pray for someone who's complaining or who's, who's saying they're in pain or who's going through like, oh man, I'm dealing with this thing in my life. I'm doing this thing in my family. Pray. That's the answer. Like scripture clearly tells us the answer is like all over the place. Before I continue with the story, the rest of that verse there in 2 Timothy says, you know, all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. There you go. It teaches us to do what is right. And in this case right here, it's to pray at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also says, you know, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And that's about, that's what, exactly what's about to happen in the story. So before I leave, I go up to Chris and I'm like, Hey Chris, uh, I know this might sound a little bit weird, but, um, can I, can I pray for you and, I, and ask God to, to, to touch your wrist and, and to heal it? And he's just like, uh, okay. Wait, wait,
1: how well did you actually know Chris? I just met him so you just this was the same day that you met him yeah yeah.
0: I just met this kid we we, we've been skating for maybe like an hour and a half two hours uh, together at the skate park and there's like you know other dudes around and stuff but we've been skating for two hours together I commend your boldness that's tight he looks at me like like just so confused and so puzzled I'm like yeah can I can I put my hand on your wrist and and pray for you and he's like okay it's like (laughs) so reluctantly just like hands me like his wrist like a dead flounder and I'm like okay just like flops it over and and we just begin to pray because and again, like when the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? He's like, Do you pray like our Father in heaven? Like, you know, your kingdom come, you will be done, like on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's just why I pray. I'm like, Lord, like just we just declare all things being made new. As they are in heaven, just bring all things into alignment in Jesus' name. So we get done praying, and I'm like, all right, Chris, like stretch it out. How's it feeling, man? And and he starts like rotating his wrist really slow with the most like puzzled look on his face and just keeps going, I'm confused. I'm like, okay, like, what are you confused about? He goes, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just confused. Like, what what are you feeling? Like, is there still pain in your wrist? Like, is this, like, what's happening? He goes, no, it doesn't hurt anymore, but I'm just confused. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I get that. You've already said that. And he's like, no, I'm confused because there's no pain here anymore. And, but I'm mostly confused because I used to be an atheist for the last like two years, but now I don't know what I do or don't believe oh, anymore. And gosh. I'm like, dude, I was like, dude, cause that's Jesus, man. Like that's just the way he's revealing himself to you. It's like, he wanted to just, you know, restore your wrist right now to let you know like, dude, he's here for you, man. Like he wants a relationship with you. Wow. And that right there through one act of, as you said, one act of boldness of like, I didn't need to know that kid, but Jesus knew that kid. Like yeah. he knew that he knew Chris, he knew him by name. He knew what he was dealing with. And he said, here's a Christ person who represents me, who I have there for a reason to pray for the, uh, this kid and see him made well. So he could have a relationship with me. Cause fast forward, we ended up staying there longer with Chris to just even say like, dude, do you want to receive Jesus in your life? And he did. And he accepted Christ that day. Wow. Through one simple prayer, which again is what the Bible's saying. It's like, dude, Pray at all times. Know that it's it's he who is in you who's doing all the work. Like it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. Dude, that's enough to seek the kingdom of God may manifest anywhere you go. And it's not about you. It's about him inside of you. So I share that story to say, dude, you can read stories in the Bible over and over and over and say, yeah, is it just like a good book of stories? Is it just said and done? No, dude, the second you start trusting it. And saying, God, show me like how real this is. Like, do these stories still happen? And when you really put it into practice, you know, it may, it may be a little bit of time to build that muscle up, but again, like it happens. Case in point, there with Chris, and that's just like one story out of like a whole bunch I could share. But well, that's what we'll be going into
1: next week, actually, is understanding the relevancy of scripture and where it is at today in our lives.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And I share that story not to be like, oh, check me out. I heard my story. But to say like, no, dude, when you put things into practice, it becomes second nature. And you begin to realize, man, I really can trust the word because God said this in his word. We did what he said to do, and we saw results from it. Yeah. And sometimes we don't see immediate results. Sometimes it may be slow. Sometimes it may be like beneath the surface, like an iceberg. You don't see what's beneath the surface, but it's still there. God knows like what he's doing. He's moving. Let me go back to Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. We can trust in the Lord because. All scripture is inspired by him. Mm-hmm. We can trust him because we're reading his word, putting it into practice and seeing results. We're seeing the truth of what he's actually talking about. When it says do not depend on your own understanding, dude, I, I, I never want to assume where you know, where some people are at with like what they believe or don't believe or if they're like, I don't know about this this podcast anymore because Derek just told this story. I'm here to say like, dude, like I've seen way too much in my life to ever say that God can't do something. Yeah. I've seen impossible things happen before my eyes and it all came from the moment I stopped leaning on my own understanding of the way that people always told me this is God in this nice little prepackaged little mm-hmm. Jesus. No. Like my God is wild. Yeah. My God is fierce and there's nothing impossible for him. Second we just like of our understanding and trust that he is good mm-hmm. and that he is still moving, we will see him move. So I share it to say like dude, that's how I personally know the Bible can be trusted because that was my goal all year I was pointing back to God and saying, "All right, Lord, You said this, so I'm going to trust it. And just putting your reliance in him, man, like it will change everything. The second you start just depending on him and not your understanding.
1: With that, we wanted to tell you guys that you might not believe, you might not trust, you might not be willing to go forth and you're kind of valid in that.
0: But you'll never know until you try.
1: You won't know until you try.
0: And when you try, you prepare to have your mind blown because you let him take the will. He will take you places you never thought you'd go and see things you never thought you'd see. Sorry, I'm getting all worked out. This is me getting stoked because I I love this stuff so much. But yeah, but that's our challenge to you guys though, is the, the really just get to the place where you say, you know what, God, I'm willing to look at your word and let it transform you. So to speak into my my um my scenarios, whether it's in times of prayer or in times of, man, I don't know where to turn to. I'm feeling overwhelmed with my job or I'm feeling just isolated in my family, or I'm feeling whatever. Ten out of ten times when you go to God for whatever it is you're searching for, He will provide you what you need. Again, like I always want to say like not always what it's not always what you want, but always what you need. Yeah. And he will never disappoint. You know, his love never fails us. That's the truth of the matter. But no, trust in the one whose track record goes to show for itself that he's faithful. He's good and he's trustworthy.
1: That's some good word, Derek. I think, I think that wraps it up for us then uh, for this week on the Skate Church Movement podcast. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be having another interview with uh, Derek. Who will we be having the opportunity to meet?
0: Zane Black.
1: Zane Black. Sweet. So he's going to share with us a little bit of understanding the idea of evangelism and how we can further utilize his techniques and experiences in skate
0: ministry. He's working alongside of like um, places like Dare to Share, if you've ever heard of that. but I always grew up reading like the Dare to Share handbook that talks about how to witness to people of all sorts of different like backgrounds or beliefs or religions or whatever else it might be. But he's going to teach us how to just make, make evangelism made simple. Like how do we just go and have a conversation with the really, really good skater at the skate park or, you know, just the isolated kid at the skate park, whoever it is. Like you know, how to make evangelism uh, simple because it really is just making connections and, but he's going to teach us a lot of uh, good stuff. So I'm really excited. I'm, I, I'm ready to learn from I'm excited.
1: That's a good follow up to the story that you shared because I would be very intimidated to go up to Chris at the skate park and to pray boldly like that the same day that I met him. So I'm excited to hear more from him and to continue to be encouraged in these ways
0: oh yeah it's gonna be good so thank you guys for listening if you ever have questions or you want to dialogue by any of these kind of things by all means again re- reach out to us we're here for you guys um if you have topics you love us to cover out outside of the normal devo topics dude let us know we'd love to cover that kind of stuff yeah. too yeah without further ado i thank you guys for being here for listening but yeah until then keep pushing forward